Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. So glad you guys are joining us. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You are in for a good time. Uh, All my repeat listeners, thank you so much for coming back. So good to have you. Uh, This episode is brought to you by my company, Imposed Will. Go over to imposedwill.com. Check out all the apparel. Um, Also, sign up for the mailing list so you can stay up to date on everything that's new. Get exclusive deals. Know what's happening. And uh, stay in touch. This episode is also brought to you by my good friends, Jumbo Superfoods. Go over to jombocbd.com. You can check out their full line of products. CBD, cannabidol, one of the many compounds found in the cannabis plant. It's been shown to help people with so many different things. I personally have had a lot of benefit using it before bed. It helps me with sleep, helps me with pain management. Uh, It just helps with inflammation in general. So it's just one of those great uh, things of the world. And um, I think that you guys will get a lot of benefit out of it. You can check out their full line of products. They have geese. They have a ghee. They have bombs. They have sprays. They have drops. Uh, you know, everything is high quality. It's all sent to a third-party laboratory for testing. So that is of the utmost important. Um, sourcing is so important, guys, when it comes to supplementation. So you want to make sure that what you're getting is uh, good quality and that you're not getting in any of the fillers and all the junk. So you can go to jombocbd.com, use the code OUTSIDE at checkout, and you will save 20% off of your entire order. So one more time, jombocbd.com, use the code OUTSIDE at checkout, and you will save 20% off of your entire order. All right, my guest today is George Nolan. I actually uh, first uh, physically met George at uh, the MoCan BizCon Expo here in St. Louis at Union Station. Uh, he's, he was there. I believe he spoke. I know he was with his company, Mo Green Wellness, Mo Green's Wellness. And um, man, they're on just a rad mission. They are, well, George himself has just had such a, uh, Man, he's just overcome a lot. He's had a hell of a journey, and we get into that. But right now with this company, Mo Green's Wellness, you know, with the recent changes in Missouri and medical cannabis, his company is going around, and they're teaching patients and caregivers, you know, how to grow, how they can cultivate their own medication. So his work is, you know, he's doing a lot of important work. He's doing a lot of uh, patient uh, education, which is just huge. And uh, man, it was just it was just cool, you know, just sit down, chop it up, and learn more about his story. So George is a hell of a dude, and I definitely look forward to uh, you know connecting and working with him more in the future. So um, without any further ado, George Nolan, ladies and gentlemen. George Nolan. How's it going, dude? I'm excellent. How are you doing today, brother? I'm good. I'm good. All right, man. So for the listeners, we have a lot going on here in the state of Missouri as far as uh, cannabis is concerned, one of which being um, 
you know, it was just medically passed back in November and, uh, patients are allowed to grow six plants. That's correct. Each, right? Yep. Six, six flowering plants and six non-flowering plants is what the, uh, draft regulations state from the Department of Health and Senior Services as of right now. Now, were you, you were involved with, uh, with, with that number or what, what, um, what, what part were you involved with? Well, uh, because we were talking about that a little bit before the podcast, but I didn't ask too much about it because I wanted to do it here. Right, right. So, you know, right now the department's being really receptive. They're taking public comment uh, on the drafted rules and regulations. So, you know, we've been keeping a really close eye on that stuff and submitting suggestions that we think are going to be more beneficial to the patients and the license holders and keep everybody compliant and not uh, incur a lot of cost on the license holders. It's unnecessary because always drives the price for the patient up at the, at the register. So, um, you know, we've been submitting suggestions. Um, I made a suggestion to the department of health and senior services to give us a, a year for immaculate conception uh, of genetics so we could actually introduce genetics for uh, 12 months and so what does that mean immaculate conception for genetics uh, so basically you know in a, a startup medical program in any state um, the genetics for this have to come from somewhere you know seed or, or live plant stock um, because they're not already here right right um, and so this the states will generally give us a, a window of what they call immaculate conception um, they'll kind of turn their heads it's don't ask don't tell uh, bring your genetics in from wherever you're willing to get them from wherever you can source them from uh, and you know bring them into the state get them into your system logged in the inventory and and put in what's going to be the metric c to cell tracking system here in missouri so okay now are they limiting are they limiting how much somebody can have like you can only have x amount of seeds uh no you'll have to uh, there's there's no limits in the draft language so far um uh, it's advisable for a startup cultivation facility to you know store and house as many genetics as they can so they've got a large pool to you know start with it adds a lot of diversity and variety to the marketplace for the patients it's kind of like you know future proof yourself exactly exactly because you know they're eventually going to close that obviously uh they've they've put it on the updated drafts that it's going to be a year from the day that they get their license. So, you know, that's a pretty large window and we're glad of that because it keeps a lot of people from having to jump through hoops to try to stay compliant. We can just get them where we're going to get them. And, you know, by that time we'll have every available genetic, you know, in the, in the United States, right here in Missouri, I'm sure of it. And, you know, then anything else that a license wants to acquire is going to have to be purchased at a retail location that's also entered into the tracking system so okay man there's gonna be a lot of red tape with this thing yeah there's a ton of regulations you know for the patients um we suggested that uh they were allowed to um have additional plants besides what's in the language right now because for a patient to actually be able to supply themselves with a consistent supply of medicine um, they need plants of various sizes and various stages so they can have six flowering at one time they need six what we would call teen plants which will be ready to move into the flowering chamber as soon as they harvest and then they also need another additional like six clones going at that time and then they either need you know to be able to keep their own mother stock there to take cuttings from or they're going to have to just go into the dispensaries and purchase their six plants at a time we'll see how that works out but Mm, yeah i mean because 
it, it how long does it take from from seed to harvest well it's going to take you about four months yeah. basically uh, right so then at, at bet what so six plants i mean if you're if you're a patient who depends on uh to maybe trying to like do an extraction or something with that right i mean you're going to need a lot of plants wouldn't you yeah yeah and that makes it extremely difficult for somebody that uh does need that kind of medicine in that quantity because you know you'd either have to be on a, a really tight perpetual harvest schedule which is going to be kind of impossible with the way that the draft rules set right now hopefully they take the considerations that we you know into consideration our suggestions we'll see like i said but uh yeah um the only way that that would really be achievable is if you did your six flowering plants outside full term and you know grew really really large plants and uh i mean it's it's absolutely possible here in missouri uh the regulations say that you have to be in a locked facility it doesn't you know that can be a fenced in gated area with a padlock you know yeah i wonder how well that go over with the uh the neighborhood housing authority <laughs> right there's, there's gonna be and that's been you know an issue in a lot of other states so what's cool about missouri you know like most medical states there's a caregiver program so yeah we'll see people set up places that will have caregivers to be able to to grow patients medicine and that's going to be really beneficial too so yeah the, absolutely absolutely because not everybody realistically is going to be able to to grow their own medicine no it's you know i mean it's it's time consuming there's a, a lot of detail into it no matter how you do it now there's a hundred ways to do it but you know it's time consuming and and the you know quite frankly some patients are just not going to be physically capable so yeah yeah now i don't think i've actually had anybody fully explain what has actually kind of taken uh or like what is going into place um you're obviously very knowledgeable like what the language is right or are you across the board or you just kind of focus specifically on the the growing portion um you know could you explain that for the listeners yeah i'm not like super well versed in everything i mean uh, part of what i'm doing so um i'm working with uh, amendment two consultants based here in st louis right now on a license application work so you know i am reading the drafts that are coming out by the state word for word we're checking refreshing every day trying to see when they update them so uh, all that you know it's we can't write the application until the rules are finalized uh and that's not going to happen, you know, until June, their first week of June. So, yeah, yeah. So, they're, yeah, they're going to start taking applications um, this year. And then we're probably not even looking until 2020 until um, people are able to actually start going into dispensaries and, and purchasing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the state's on a timeline that was it was in the law. You know, it's part of the Constitution that they have to approve or deny these uh, licenses uh, to cultivate uh do infused products, the dispensaries and the transport license, all that has to be approved by December 31st of this year. So, you know, they'll meet that deadline. I'm sure of it. Um, yeah, they've met every other one so far. So we've got the uh, most confidence in the department of health and senior services throughout this process. It seems they're very transparent and, and they're very will- willing to listen. So that's yeah, good. Yeah. Well, dude, it's all positive, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a very, uh, very liberal policy it seems like like they, they've seemed to really um take into consideration like the patients and the needs and like pick some of the best aspects from various uh you know markets absolutely yeah they did it was it was really well thought out i think that missouri's been able to you know since we're so late into the legalization game here uh we've been able to take a good look at what has and hasn't worked in other states so far so yeah. you know we're not going to see um 
a rush of overproduction in the state. I think that we'll see a, a, a pretty large patient base develop a little quicker than it has in other states. So, you know, all that's really good news for a robust, robust medical market. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what did you, um, you, you created Mo Green Wellness, right? Right. You guys are consultants. Want to explain, explain your business to me a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, Mo Green's Wellness is a, a business that myself and, uh, Michelle and, uh, Josh are partners of and right now we're just touring around the state trying to teach patients how to cultivate their own medicine because you know they're going to get licenses uh, first uh, they're going to get their medical cards and if they pursue it a patient cultivation card so we think it's important that they be able to do this you know the right way safely uh, we want to teach them about the different strains the different methods of uh, cultivation that you can do um, we have resources for people that are actually going around the state and setting up grow rooms for other people. So if there's patients that need help with that, then we have referrals for people that are doing that work. Um, it's been it's been really awesome to kind of go around and meet with some of these patients and you know discuss their goals. And um, it's exciting to know that they're not going to have to do this with uh, you know watching their back the entire time. You know they can operate compliantly with the with the law and be able to cultivate their own medicine and you know sleep well at night and not have to you know yeah. worry about the things that we had to worry about learning how to do this so yeah oh man yeah they can you already did all the hard work for them so uh so a patient if they want to grow they have to get a separate license for that yeah yeah they got to get a patient cultivation card it's like a hundred bucks and you got to renew it every year whenever you do your patient uh patient renewal card too so oh okay yeah it's it's a hundred bucks which um you know i mean a hundred dollars is a hundred dollars but whenever you look at it you spend a hundred dollars in a trip to the dispensary so easily yeah yeah um it's just an investment you'll get your money back exactly exactly and you know you put your energy and love into that plant at home and i mean i always think that the weed i grow is the best weed for me so oh yeah um, i mean you know what's going on it and you know what you're putting in your body yeah exactly your energy and intentions go into that and you know the plant is definitely receptive to its environment so. yeah yeah 100 percent, dude so um what is like the best setup what's the way to go you what, know what are you teaching these folks um really uh I think what the easiest thing to do is, is uh, cocoa. I mean, you can do cocoa with uh, a salt-based nutrient line that's really easy to mix. Uh, you get a pH pen that's going to give you your EC and your the pH of your water, and there's a, a recipe that you follow. And What's it's, EC? Uh, it's the electric connectivity of the water. It's going to measure, it's basically going to measure the nutrients that you're putting into your plant, oh. how strong you're feeding it. So, so you're like checking like the pH balance too. that also, okay. the pH, you know, cannabis operate. I mean, it does well in, in a pH range of like 5.5 to 6.5, depending on what method that you're growing. So, uh, so that's different than EC. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm just trying to EC it is also referred to sometimes as parts per million. It's measured on like a 500 or 700 scale. So it's not quite as exact as the, the EC scale. Uh -huh. EC scale is probably a little more widely used, but most pins switch back and forth. So, you know, any nutrient program that you get is going to be able to tell you at what week you need to feed 
what food to this plant um, yeah. throughout the life of it. It's so scientific. It is. Um, you know, soil uh, is, is another really easy way to go. Um, there's a lot of awesome soil mixes out there right now. Um, so the cocoa, oh, sorry, yeah, before we move on from the cocoa. So the co- what is that? That's like a, is that like a mulch or like what it's is It's like it? a cocoa husk, but it's just really, uh, it's super clean. Where does um, that come from? You know, it's the coconuts, yeah. Coconuts. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, coconut. Oh, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like a coconut mulch mm-hmm. made from, like, the skins of the coconut? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really. And it has, like, the most nutrients? Well, it's pretty, it's a blank slate, so it's really easy to feed, but the cool thing about it versus, like, hydroponics or rock wool is, you know, if you forget to water it one day or your watering system fails, it's not going to immediately wilt off and die. Oh, because it's holding it's holding some like nutrients and oh, moisture there. A little bit more moisture, yep, exactly. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, and then so hydroponics would be an option where it's just growing in water. Yeah, yeah, and there's a couple different methods to do that. There's rock wool cubes that you can do it in. Um, there's hydroton. It's just these uh, clay pebbles, basically. Um, or you can do deep water culture uh, as another method. Really, um, it's just uh, basically a, a bucket of a water nutrient solution that's you know, constantly being oxygenated uh, and sprayed onto the plant roots um, that they grow really fast that way. But it's, mm. it's also kind of an unforgiving thing. If, if you don't have, you know, you mess something up or you mix something wrong, you're going to see it immediately. And it's yeah. really hard to recover from that. So huh. soil is really the, it's, it's the biggest buffer zone. It's the friendliest to, I think uh, a new grower. It's, it's really easy to overwater it because depending on what kind of, you know, aeration amendments that you've added to it like perlite uh typically is one of the bigger ones uh rice holes is something that's also being so that keeps in space in, in like in the soil so that way air and, and water and stuff can move through it yep exactly it makes it drain a little bit faster just the water retention it doesn't hold it quite as long so because you don't want too much water it'll drown the plant yeah yeah i don't have a green thumb like no, i have yeah. these two plants right here and i don't know they, i think i've had them for two years i don't know how the fuck they're still there they're, they're damn they're dead they probably look sickly no they're they look fine <laughs> man the house plants are <laughs> kicking off for sure yeah you know they don't need to be flooded with water continuously with no oxygen so that's you know in the like the deep water culture system it's there's a lot of oxygen in there that's constantly getting sprayed into the system so the roots are never you know they're always getting both components at the right yeah. ratio yeah um and that's why in, in soil we'll in most of the potting mixes you'll see what are just little white pebbles that's part of the aeration amendment that they've added to it to okay. make it drain really well um you know it'll, it'll need water in a couple of days uh one of the easiest things to do to tell if a plant needs water is to pick it up and if it's light you know that it needs it and if it's heavy you know that it doesn't so mm, that's simple yeah yeah soil grown cannabis is definitely different than um you know in the cocoa or hydroponic with synthetic nutrient method um I think that you can really bring out some of the terpene profiles in the plant that are hidden with the, you know, the hydroponic and, and uh, cocoa methods. Um, Why is that, you think? You know, I think it's a little closer to kind of what's going on with nature. We make sure to inoculate the root system with uh, beneficial microorganisms and fungi. Uh, yeah. And it works together with the plant. They feed on organic matter uh, in the in the soil uh, and that feeds the plant uh, the plant roots feed the beneficial fungi and it works just like it does out in the forest you know yeah that's true man yeah dude fucking like the mycelia can like 
there's a whole fucking like system of like mycelium underneath the whole earth Mm -hmm. and like that is like the nutrient system for like all of life essentially when it comes to the plant world so it's 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 an amazing fucking organism it's mind-blowing and i'm definitely you know not an expert into the the whys of or the hows of that i mean i've read enough and i've done it enough to understand the the processes and i know what kind of product you can turn out with it but there's some really awesome books out there to read uh teaming with fungi is is a really good one okay um i forget the author's name off the top of my head he was just here in st louis speaking the other day so um huh. yeah a really good book too to check okay. out um to check that out yeah there's a hundred ways to do this and and that's one of the most awesome things about this plant you you learn something new every single time that you grow it um I yeah don't, i don't think that i'll ever be as happy with the crop as I want to be. It's, you know, I always see something that I could have done better or paid more attention to. And, uh, that's, you know, really one of the therapeutic things about cultivating for me is cause you know, it requires, it's one of the few things that can slow me down enough to be in the moment and think about what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, it's like meditation and therapy for you. It is. It really, really is. Yeah, man. Well, it's just one of those things that's process driven. Right. And mm-hmm. you're like, you, from what I can tell you, like you're the, you're the type of person that's always like analyzing, figuring out, like you said, how you can, you do it better. Mm-hmm. Like you never feel like you, like we talked earlier, like you never feel like you did enough. And it's like, all right, man, well, how can I make this next yield even better? Yes. Like, how can I make it, like, how can I really express those terpene profiles, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how can you make it just the best product possible? How can I make sure that a patient gets their hands on it and, and it makes them feel better? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Dude, I remember um, back in the day, like, uh, it was always, uh, like, you always heard about, is that hydro? Is that hydro? Hydroponic? Like, that was the thing. <laughs> that was definitely <laughs> that was one of the widely used uh street slang terms for whether it was probably hydroponically grown or not huh absolutely yeah it's it's kind of funny you you can slap a name on it and it seems like you know the the next state line that it crosses it turns into a different name that's so funny (laughs) yeah well then that's also the beauty of having like a regulated market because now like people know what they're getting you know what i mean you know there's not going to be any like pesticides and there's not going to be any um like there's not any mold or growth or on like on what you're getting because before it's just like take your chances and especially like when we were younger you're getting like that 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 brick weed oh (laughs) Oh, golly god do you think you ever think about the garbage we used to put in our lungs no that's it's it really is so unhealthy you know probe that's a direct result of prohibition not that i probably should have been smoking cannabis as early as i started but you know that's besides the point the great thing is is that missouri is going to have a well-regulated market uh we're going to have strict testing standards uh, and we're going to have a tracking system that allows us to you know, go back if there's a recall on a product and identify where somebody went wrong in their processes. So um, I feel s- safe that there's going to be a lot of uh, really ethical, um, compliant producers here in the state. Uh, I'm excited for the program to, to get up and running. I know that yeah. a lot of patients in Missouri are too. Oh yeah, I want myself included. Like I want to present to like it's just so uh, it's just so cool to see that we're finally in this space. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit late, but I mean it's still not later than some. No, yeah, exactly. And uh, it's definitely good regulation. So, mm-hmm. so what got you in? I mean, did you have a green thumb growing up, or like, tell me about George? What's up with you, dude? Um, like, you know, we talked about a little, bit, you know, before, but 
you know, you were kind of in a place where, uh, you know, you've, you recently kind of came across like, you know, the MFCEO project mm-hmm. and just completely like dedicated your, yourself to a purpose and a mission and really started building the life that you want to build. So like what kind of, you know, took you down this path of, you know, you decided that you wanted to grow and, and help patients in this way? Man, it's, you know, it's, it's all try to condense it down here as quick as possible. You know, I, um, I'm from the North central part of the state. Uh, I've been, teaching myself how to do this uh for a long time um i was a single father it it wasn't ideal for me to continue doing that um i i had been in a lot of bad positions you know as a younger person uh i'd been you know i'm a i'm a i'm a former addict i'd been uh free from amphetamines for the last 15 years uh a large part of that comes from my dealings with cannabis you know the therapeutic parts of the plant and the processes involved in, in creating it, uh, all, all helped me get over that stuff. So, you know, long story short, uh, I realized that I was not doing anything that was going to benefit my child if I was to, to leave the face of the earth. So, um, I don't know how I got turned on to Andy's podcast, but, uh, I did and it was, it was life changing. It let me take a, a really good hard look at who I was as a person and what I was doing for, you know, the goals that I wanted to achieve and, the legacy that I ultimately wanted to, to be able to leave behind. So, um, I started following his work and it, and it opened my eyes to, to a lot of things. Um, I went full force on creating a brand for myself, Mo Green's wellness. You know, it's a, a name that I came up with and, and started posting and creating accounts on several years ago. Um, I got involved with the reform efforts here in Missouri in 2016, uh, cause I, you know, just did a Google search and heard about New Approach Missouri. So started going to the meetings, uh, joined the Missouri Cannabis Industry Association here in the state and um, gathered what signatures I could, donated what I could out of my my personal account. Um, and then throughout that process, I, I really uh, utilized Instagram platform to uh, connect with some licensed producers out in um Portland, Oregon, uh, the Boring Weed Company is who I ended up working with out there. So uh, we didn't make the ballot in 2016. Um, I, you know, I really had to step outside my comfort zone. I'd never really even been outside the state of Missouri, but, you know, there again, listening to Andy kind of gave me the everything that I needed to just swallow the bullet and do it. I just picked up and said goodbye to everything, uh, packed a four-door sedan, drove to portland oregon in two and a half days i was so eager to get there and start my new life Um, yeah i had to leave my son behind to finish that year of school for a few weeks that was the first time that i'd ever really been away from him since he was born so yeah that can be tough yeah driving to a new place not knowing a single soul just in pursuit of uh my mission and you know my, my highest self yeah all in man and you know that turned out to be the best thing that i'd ever done uh i got to settle in with some a really great group of folks out there. Um, we just won the uh, Leafly Award for Best Flower of the Year last year. Oh, shit. Uh, 2018 with the Tropicana Cookies. Oh, nice. Yeah, super fire. Tell me about that strain. Man, it's uh, Girl Scout Cookies, and I think it's uh, Tangy Cross or Clementine. I can't remember right now. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm there. So Yeah. Um, but super unique terpene profile from, you know, like the third week of flower all the way till late stage of the cure. It, it stays exactly the same. It tastes and smells kind of like burnt orange rinds, maybe. Okay. Um, 
really unique and uh, spectacular to look at. I'll make sure to send you some photos later. But uh, what kind of effects would a patient exp- like feel from that? You know, um, it's not super like uh, sedative for me. Um, it's a little clear-headed, and I do get a, a little bit of energy out of it. It's something that I. I enjoy like on a, a daytime setting for the most part. Would that um, be like classically labeled as like a sativa? I, I don't feel, I know that's not from my, like what I've learned, like that's probably not the most accurate, you know, word, but right. that's, that's like the most common terminology that's being used. Yep. That's what most people would, you know, probably understand it as, I guess it's probably stemming on that side just a little bit more. Um, I, I don't know the, the genetic profile on it as far as like the phylos. So I don't know exactly if it's been verified or not, but Oni, uh, Oni seeds is the, the guy that bred that. And I think they've got F2 versions of it available now that are, are supposed to be pretty spectacular as well. Nice. Nice. Um, it's, it's really purple and I don't tend to, to like purple weed. It has, What's that? It, it's, you know, I just, uh, I like the extracts from it They mm-hmm. They give me like a little bit of pain relief and stuff like that. But, um, something about the, the purple, you know, the purple terpene profile, it, it, uh, it tastes a little bit peppery or spicy to me most of the time. So, yeah. um, I, even though it smells amazing, uh, it's not like my go-to thing. Yeah. Uh, I like a lot of OGs. Uh, I like, you know, I like pinene. I like limonene. So, yeah. um, I really am a, a big haze fan. I like to, I like to smoke haze cause, um, there's not a lot of times that I need something that's really super indica dominant to to put me to sleep because I'm usually busy enough that I'm I'm tired whenever it's time to go to bed. So. Yeah, you just need something to uh, kind of keep you going a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get, helps me focus and keep you know keeps my thought patterns in my head straight. And, yeah, that uh, you know just makes you feel better. So uh, so you packed up everything. You went out to Oregon, and mm-hmm. and this was to go to school. Uh, no, I just went out there to, I took to a build the life. Yeah, I did. You know, so it, it like was what kind drove of a, you to Oregon? I get like, walk me through that. Decision yeah, it was process. like a, a string of events, you know, um, uh, listening to Andy's podcast. I, I kind of learned how to navigate and utilize social media for networking purposes. It's a beautiful tool if you use it the right way, man, it is, you know, instead of mindlessly just like scrolling every day, which they're designed to kind of keep you doing, but you know, it's, it's really crazy to see that we can do business, you know, on my phone. I met you, you, you had, uh, Antonio in here. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I got turned on to that's you. My, that's my brother, dude. Since yeah. we're 11 years old. That's crazy, man. <laughs> that's legit. So, it's a small world and cannabis makes it even smaller in so many ways. Yeah. It's crazy full circle. So yeah, utilized Instagram. Um, somebody that is from, uh, California gave me some VIP tickets to a, uh, conference in Seattle. I invited the guys that I'd met, uh, on Instagram to attend that show with me. One of them met me. He took me to some farm tours there in, in Washington. Uh, gave him my portfolio and, and, you know, CV basically about what I'd done here and, you know, kept in touch with them throughout the whole process while we were waiting to see what happened. And, you know, in 2016 and whenever we didn't make the ballot, uh, I just hustled, saved as much as I could, um, worked as much as I could to afford to even get out there because you know yeah. it was expensive for just sure. Gotta make it happen. Yeah, man. How much did How much did you have in your pocket when you went out there? Uh, you know, I had like three thousand dollars, and then you know about five thousand dollars that I put on credit cards to make it work. So yeah, you just just like figure it out, man. Yep, just just went and and I knew that I would show up to work every day, and I knew that I was uh I was. Uh, 
wasn't so egotistical that I would be able to listen and learn more from those guys. And, you know, that's exactly what I did going from, uh, you know, a small scale gorilla or basement tent grower to cultivating thousands of plants, you know, on a daily basis that you'd be in charge of is, uh, there's a, a really strong learning curve there. Um, I think that we'll see a lot of people, um, become familiar with that situation here in Missouri. So, yeah. um, you it, think they're going to have enough people to like it, handle it? You know, I really hope so. Um, so something, uh, Mo Greens Wellness is doing right now is actually reaching out to people that are you know, interested in working in this industry and, you know, sending us, uh, you know, resumes, they can send it to Mo Greens Wellness at iCloud.com. We'll stash it in a file. And, you know, when the time comes, we'll log your contact info and the area that you're interested in and try to put you in front of a, you know, a license holder there that uh, could put Mm. you, put you to work because, you know, I don't think there's really nothing special about, you know, me or my journey, but, it all really is just this plan and the fact that, you know, it did take some sacrifice and stuff to get to where I'm at right now. And, you know, I still have a long ways to go on, on my journey and what I want to be able to accomplish in this industry. But, you know, I think that everybody deserves the chance to do this. And, you know, uh, I want to make sure that we can see as many people that are passionate about this here in Missouri, get, you know, get work in one of these facilities as possible. I think that's important. I think that there's been a strong emphasis on, you know, Missouri startups and Missouri companies. And I've, I've seen there's a lot of talent in this state already. And I would like to see those guys be able to step out into the light and, you know, operate in this space the same way that I'm now comfortable doing it because it, it's the most amazing feeling, you know, going from being 13, 14 years old and, and drooling over high times. And like, I want to beat this breeder and I want to grow this strain and, this is the life that I want. And I knew it from a really early age. Uh, and now it's, it's my life, you know, 20 years later, that's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of risk involved to get there, obviously, like so many others. And I've been able to, you know, I'm a free man, thankfully. And there's so many others that not, that that are not. So, yeah, dude, that's super affordable. Like I sat down with Jeff Mazansky at the, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to sit down with him for a while Mm -hmm. and, uh, it just worked out that he was, uh, I was also at the, the mid, the MoCam BizCon. Yeah. And, uh, I got to sit down and, you know, talk to him about his story. It's, it's crazy, man. How many people just lose their life over nature. Dude, yeah. Like, how can you have a fucking giant ego about you or your persona, or your skill set in, in this industry? Like, you know, and and know that there are people like that that have suffered that long for this, or yeah. uh, are continuing to suffer. You know, Missouri prisons are still full of people that are you know, that are guilty of doing the same thing that we're getting ready to be able to do right here. Yeah, man, man. So. just nonviolent, mm-hmm. you know, possession charges or maybe intent to distribute charges or something. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I really hope that that, you know, that we see Locking some of those offenses uh, expunged and, and we see some we you know, rele- release efforts made. Yeah, it's just, it's well, only right. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned earlier, right? I mean, the failed prohibition, right? I mean, all that, ha- all prohibition is done is just you just fuel these other systems yep. we've blocked people behind bars we've we've given power to cartels you yes. know what i mean it's just like we've limited research and understanding we've created like a fear-mongering and like a sh- you know we're 
we're shaming people for altering consciousness in a way that isn't acceptable, but it's okay to go and uh, and you know buy that fifth of Jack or you know pop that you know pop that oxycotton or whatnot that you know the doctor prescribed. It's just like why you know why is nature illegal? Exactly. I think it's you know I think that it's pretty easy for anybody to comprehend that uh, the system that we have in place and have had in place for decades is failed. It doesn't work. It's cost you know taxpayers. Uh, endless amounts of money uh, and continues to do so. So uh, a lot of research needs to be done. We have no idea what the potential of this plant really is. Uh, I think that we're going to we're going to eventually find out. But, you know, I don't know that it's going to be a cure all for everything. But, yeah. you know, a lot of ancient civilizations use this plant, you know, holistically for a long time for a reason long before we had uh, pharmaceutical companies. So, right. Right. Yeah. And it's always, it's, I think it's important to remember, like, sometimes I don't think people keep in, a, like, they take into consideration, like, why do they think the things that they think? Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? It's like, you think something is good or bad strictly because it's legal or illegal. And if, if that's your kind of your marker on how you, like, why you think that. And, like, also it's important to realize, like, to understand that that is why you think that. Like, just because it's illegal doesn't make it you know, right or wrong, you know what I mean? You know, no. like it can be, it can be legal and still be wrong and illegal and be right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's right. And you should, you know, ask yourself that big question. Why, why do you feel that way? Is it just because that it is illegal? You know, is that the case? So, you know, Missouri, you know, it passed by a, a large margin here, 60 plus percent. Uh, so that's pretty telling, but you know, it's still kind of a taboo subject. So there's a ton of education that needs to be done. A ton. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's that's something that you know that we want to assist with too. Uh, yeah, it's important work, dude. Like people need to understand like what is available to them and how it can help. And you know, I've been definitely guilty of you know wearing like rose-colored glasses and like, oh, this is all great, everything's great. But like the more I've learned, and it's like you know, it's it's not for everybody. It's just like any other compound or substance. Like everybody's different. You need to take it on an individual basis and judge, you know, how you feel. And uh, right. you know, like and like so, there's so many different strains and terpene profiles. Like it you're going to react differently just like how some people can eat a certain food and some people can't you know what i mean like you need to take that individual um approach and figure out what works best for you and, and kind of go from there but yeah i didn't know that some people like heavy cannabis use like if you're already kind of on the verge of like um some sort of the words escape me but if you're like maybe have like if you're like maybe like schizophrenic or bipolar or psychotic something, yeah yeah like some psychotic like psychotic break or something like that like too much cannabis can send you over that edge right and right. i and i didn't know that so yep. it's like yeah okay well maybe it isn't all perfect for everybody no exactly yeah and it's i think everybody that is interested in trying this needs to you know especially if they haven't uh used it before you know, the products that we're going to see on the market here in Missouri are going to be a lot different than probably the cannabis that they're used to. Um, yeah. Um, especially for, you know, brand new patients that are going to try this medicine. So um, it's it's a different cannabis and they should definitely uh, approach it slowly if they're not experienced with it because uh, it's, you know, it can be easy to take on too much, especially whenever you, you know, start talking about the edibles and yeah, concentrates. And yeah, for sure. Because, uh -huh. oh, it's not working. I must, I must need more. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And there are studies that talk about, you know, the, the relation with, uh, you know, pre-existing, you know, yeah. issues like, like that. So, um, 
I'm not super well versed on that stuff. I, I've I've read a Me few either. of them too, um, but yeah, exactly. Like everybody needs to approach this at their own pace, and that they should be working with their, uh, you know, their position on on how they approach this. And I think that we'll see a lot of dispensaries. Uh, you know, it's a requirement that they have somebody on their on their team that has a, a background in in the medical field. So I think a lot of them are going to have uh, you know patient advocates in there that are are really talking to them about this plant. I think that we'll see a lot of um, really well-established dispensaries that have that background, that yeah. you know, have the training to, um, at least with what we know, um, and they're not going to be able to make claims that this cures anything because we know that, you know, that's FDA stuff. We can't get involved in that. But really teach these people uh, about, you know, what they're putting into their body, you know, what the plants do, what, uh, the terpene profiles and how those, um, you know, anecdotally work. And I think that, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all that, all that data here. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. We're definitely going to learn a whole, a whole lot and it's going to be good and, uh, we'll just be more educated on it. And um, I think just one of the, the most simple ways to approach it is just, you know, have respect for the medicine. Yes, you know absolutely. I, you know what I mean? Just, yep. you know, don't, don't, uh, don't rush it, take it easy. Like there's a lot of different, uh, ways to, uh, to use it. Like, I mean, like I said, there's edibles, you could smoke it, but there's also different concentrates. There's topicals. There's a lot of different ways to, uh, implement this into whatever protocol. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and for sure. It's, it's going to be beneficial in a lot of ways. I think yeah. that we're going to help a lot of people here. So it's yeah. going to be good. Dude. So you went out to Portland with, you know, you said three grand in your in your bank account, another five that you uh, that you charged, and you didn't have any, any you didn't have any anything even lined up at the moment, right? You just went up there. Uh, no, I knew that I I had actually secured a position. Okay, so, so you had the job, mm -hmm. but you didn't know anybody. Would you just no. get some roommates? No, I you know I actually just uh, googled an apartment, clicked online, called them, paid my deposit, never even saw it. I just <laughs> I just packed my car and drove out there. What'd you get? Was like a little studio apartment or something? A little one bedroom, like seven hundred fifty square foot spot. Uh, you know, I, I my son got the bedroom because. You know, he didn't need to, I didn't want him to have to make, you know, the sacrifices and suffer for my decisions that made me only be able to afford a fucking one bedroom apartment. So yeah. I slept on a couch or on the floor for two years, man. I was out there. It, it was a tight budget. Um, you know, I, I got paid well for what I was doing, but it was expensive to live there. So um, definitely tried to take as, as good a care of little man as I could, but um, you know, grounded out, slept on a fucking couch or on the floor for two years and, uh, learned a ton, uh, worked with a great group of people. And it was all in anticipation of being able to, you know, come back here and do what I love in the state that I had started doing it in. So, yeah. So, I mean, you had that foresight and you're willing to sacrifice and do what it is that you had to do, mm -hmm. and, you know, and if it didn't work out, Missouri didn't pass, uh, this year, then, you know, I, I was in the industry. I was working with a great group of guys and, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to be mad about that. So, yeah. Um, but it's really exciting. Yeah. To be, to be back here, to be talking about this, uh, freely and openly and, you know, um, responding to the department's, uh, draft regulations, uh, working with amendment two consultants to actually help team build and set licenses, you know, businesses up to apply for a, a license, you know, come August 4th. And, 
you know, be a part of this whole process from the ground up. It's, it's, uh, it's been surreal and it's exciting to, to be a part of making, you know, a little bit of history here in Missouri. Yeah, dude. I mean, you're a part of the driving force, like in, in your home market, right? Which is what you were, you know, set out to achieve in the mm-hmm. first place, right? It has to feel surreal. It, it does. I, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't really slowed down enough to, to think about it in a lot of ways, but, uh, I think it's going to be a huge relief once we get past, you know, get these applications submitted and then we got to wait a few months to see what the department says. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, then it's going to be hustle time. It's going to be time to build these facilities out, get some plants going. You know, it's going to be a few months, you know, probably the end of the first quarter of 2020 before we see plants coming down. Uh, Hopefully there's no hiccups with the program. We've got testing facilities that are, you know, licensed by the state and and ready to receive product. And we get a quick turnaround in the testing facilities and get these things on the dispensary shelf. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of industries that are going to be affected by this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's going to be real positive. So how long have you been back? Uh, I've been back in Missouri for, I guess it's been about 10 weeks now. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Freshly back. Yeah. And I'd only made it back one other time during the two years that I was gone uh, to speak at a conference in Kansas City last September. And then I flew right back out there the next day because, you know, it's growing plants it's they need love every day so you gotta yeah. just be there so uh, back to work man yeah 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 so then now you're set up here in st louis mm-hmm. yeah doing consulting here until august and then you know we'll see uh what happens with the uh, mo greens wellness we're gonna stay busy stay hustling and, and stay out on the track and keep keep talking to people um and then you know once some licenses get approved we'll we'll kind of see what happens after that we've got a lot of work that we want to do with uh license holders on you know sponsorships for doing a lot of uh, public outreach and consumer education um patient education courses um on behalf of some of the license holders uh, to fulfill some of their community outreach programs and, yeah. and stuff like that, continue to teach patients. And uh, we've got some intentions to purchase some testing equipment to actually be able to do that stuff for patients that are growing their own at, you know, as cheap mm. of a rate as possible. So they okay. can get, you know, terpene and, uh, you know, potency profiles and, and, yeah. and even test for heavy metals too, if they need to. Oh, so, nice. Um, yeah. Uh, we got, we got a lot of irons in the fire, but you know, that's the cool thing about cannabis. No matter, you know, what you do on a day-to-day basis, I think that there's some way that you can translate that into this industry and, and find a, a market for yourself. And yeah, I mean, like you said, whether it's, you know, testing or, um, just the, the I, I, we were talking, or I saw you talking to a security guy, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Justin West. Just, yeah. Yeah. Justin, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Greenfield Defense. Yeah. I just, saw it online. Yeah. Yep. So there's so many like ancillary, like businesses that are going to be affected by this industry that people aren't thinking about. Everybody's yeah. thinking about growing in the spin, like dispensaries, but like there's a lot of testing, lab testing, there's security. There's just so many different ways. To Endless. Get to the yeah. Industry. I mean, people that Education. put in, yeah, security program, uh, um, you know, security equipment, uh, the construction industry is going to see a huge boom. Yeah, here real estate is going to boom. Yeah, these buildings, you know, a, a license here for cultivation has a 30,000 square foot flowering canopy space uh, maximum uh, for indoor. So, you know, you're talking about a 50 to 60,000 square foot building that's going to have to go up from scratch. So, you know, there's going to be 
many millions of dollars pumped into the economy here in Missouri. Uh, if you, you know, you work in advertising or marketing, if you work in healthcare, I mean, there's, it's hard for me to fathom, a, a something that you, you do currently that you couldn't translate into this. Um, there's people that are not of age to actually work in these facilities that are contacting me and I'm, I'm advocating them to, you know, go to a nursery and learn about how to work with a large volume of plants and what the logistics look like on all the processes there. I mean, yeah, that's going to give you a leg up. Yeah, it's still transferable, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, MU's got a great school and I'm talking to a lot of people that are in like plant sciences. I've got a guy that's working on our team too. That's just graduated with plant science from uh, down there in Springfield. And um, there's going to be a lot of young minds stepping into the industry here in Missouri. And, and I'm excited to see what those guys do with it because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of old school in a lot of ways, you know, um, I'm not unwilling to learn new techniques because uh, the the industry changes a lot. We're seeing new new equipment, new lights, new nutrients, new everything come in at, at a really rapid rate now. Where you know it was kind of the same few brands of things that you used back in the day. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of science put on this. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pharmaceutical work done in this space. And you know, I know we kind of touched on on that earlier, but you know, in, in some ways, I, I really do encourage that because. They're going to be able to put the the science on this plant that needs to be uh, it needs to be looked at at that level um, and see exactly what's going on and, and do all the study and tests that need to be done to determine you know exactly what is in here and and what it, it's capable of doing you know we have no idea because it's been you know hindered for so long and the only cannabis that's uh, grown in the United States, I think down there in the university of Mississippi, that's been allowed to use, to be used for testing is, you know, it's like the uh, worst of the yeah, worst. From yeah. What I've ever heard. So we, yeah, we can't, uh, we can't really get any good data off that starting material. So, um, it, it's exciting to see what's going to come out of this. I, yeah, it's, we're, we got a long ways to go. For so you sure. guys planning to grow as well? Um, you know, I'm going to do at least my six plants and I may even do like a caregiver thing for some other people. Um, yeah, obviously like talking to a lot of, uh, startups here in the state that, you know, need, um, people that have experience working with this plant. So, you know, having those conversations and deciding who I may want to settle down with long-term is, you know, obviously part of, of what I got going on. So my passion is, is growing. Um, it's, it's what I am good at. It's what I want to continue to do. So, um, I'm sure that I'll end up taking a job doing that somewhere full time. Yeah, I can dig it. So now, uh, we touched on a little bit earlier, but, um, maybe if you can explain it further, uh, the terpene profile, um, commonly what people are calling like indicas and sativas just to, this is like a quick reference for, you know, effects, right? It's like, Oh, that's an indica. And that's so that it kind of lets them know how they're going to feel off of it. But what we're learning is that that isn't necessarily the case, right? It's the terpene profiles. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you like, like what, THC what? is kind of like the engine and then they're describing the terpenes as the, you know, the wheels that get you where you're going to go. They kind of direct, uh, you know, the, the high that you're going to get or the, you know, the therapeutic effects that you're going to feel from any particular strain. And, you know, they're all different. So, um, we're going to find out more exactly about what each one does. Uh, the biggest thing is, is lead with your nose. And I just read an article about that the other day. Like, that's what I tell everybody is if, you know, if, if the cannabis smells good to you, you're probably going to enjoy it. If it's, you know, if it's off putting to you, whenever you put your nose on it, then, 
you're probably not going to like the way that it makes you feel. Um, yeah. You know, because the, the, the terpenes are what gives the plant its taste and its smell, uh, just like any other plant. Um, yeah. You know, lemons. I mean, terpenes are in all, are in all uh, plants, right? It, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, those are really the driving force of what THC does. So um, we're, we're going to see a lot, of, a lot of test work done, a lot of science put on this here in the state. And We'll find out more about that. I'm excited to see what some of these groups here in Missouri uh, come up with. But, yeah, that's, you know, that's basically the gist of it. Um, it's, it's not necessarily just the THC. The, the genetics pool that we have to deal with today has kind of been bred for uh, high THC content numbers. And um, I think that's where in states that we see uh, legalization that's been present for a few years, that's kind of where the, the market is at. That's what people shop for. Um, that's the way the pay structure is for your final product wholesale is, you know, 20 to 30 percent. The price that you get offered for that uh, cannabis wholesale is it ranges on that scale. So um, terpenes aren't really taken into consideration there. Uh, and I think that, you know, we should see emphasis put on that here in the state. You know, any group that I intend to work with, I want them to have the capacity to be able to do that kind of testing work so we can dial in exactly what kind of uh you know, what phenotype or chemotype of strain that we're going to be looking for so we can know exactly what, what it does, know exactly what's in it. Um, and yeah. It allows you to really have something, you know, special. There's uh, some marketability in that, uh, marketability oh, yeah. in that too. Yeah, you could definitely, um, if you're a, um, like, a, if you're a dispensary mm-hmm. and your staff is educated on, like, terpene profiles and you're able to, like, explain that to people simply and help them understand, like, that's going to help you set apart, like, your your whole business because you're that well-educated and you take that kind of pride in, like, the information and the education of the patients. And people, like, notice that. Exactly, yeah. If you want to, you know, if you want to retain your, your patient base uh, to continue to come back into your store to shop, then you, your staff needs to be well-trained. You need to be able to teach that patient something. They need to be able to verify that that's true. And then they're going to be able to trust you. And that yeah. that's where that relationship starts. And once they know that you know what you're talking about, they'll continue to come back for your services. And, yeah. and that's going to be really important because, you know, there are a limited number of licenses that are going to come online here initially in Missouri. But one day we will see uh, adult use pass here. And, you know, when that happens, we'll see more licenses approved and that'll be more competition for the license holders. And, you know, that's what you need to do to set you apart. I come from Oregon where there's a complete oversaturation of product in the marketplace. Um, and the, the way that they're trying to remedy that is to be able to actually export, export it out of state. Um, we'll see what happens. I know there's some great folks that are working on making that possible right now. Um, Hmm. yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to have to happen. Something's going to have to change federally before they allow that. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, I mean, I guess it does kind of grow everywhere, but it's just kind of like, you know, we import avocados from California. So it's just like, why couldn't some other States, like I can't imagine. Well, I mean, I guess if you can grow it inside, then yeah, you can grow it anywhere. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think once we see federal regulations change, then, you know, that's what companies that are in this space now, I think that's where you need to be focused if you're going to play this uh, game long term because, you know, exportation of cannabis outside of your state or outside of the United States, it's going to be a reality someday. This is going to be, you know, what 
would be considered a commodity product and yeah we're going to want to be able to trade it we're going to want to be able to trade publicly with companies inside the united states and you know that's where um we have to bridge the gap between you know uh grassroots cannabis uh folks and uh the business side of this plant because um it, we need people that are experienced with this plant that are users of this plant that uh, know how to uh, produce it uh, in, in any of its mediums. Um, and we need those people to work together with the guys that have the capital to uh, really build this thing out for, for what it had the potential of what it could be is. And, uh, you know, I think that we'll see, I anticipate we'll see federal regulations change. I, I really hope that it happens sometimes within the next presidential term. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be getting close. We're definitely kind of past that, you know, we're, de we're past the halfway mark, you mm -hmm. know, as far as the States that have some sort of, um, legislation in place for, for cannabis. Right. So we're definitely got to be hitting that tipping point to where the fed on the fed level, it just has to change. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hope so anyway. Yeah, you'd think so. Like they could be wake, making so much more money on oh, this dude, thing. We should already have been doing. Like we, we currently for the longest time. I don't know if it's probably changed now, but um, we used to import hemp. Yeah, like we could have been growing it and exporting it. It's like instead we were spending money to bring it into the like it was crazy. Like what this doesn't make any sense. We're losing money. Exactly. Yeah, I I read somewhere that it used to be against the law for you not to uh, to to grow hemp here in the United well, States. Well, it was part of the war effort. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, man. So it's like and and then Missouri is actually um, it's like this. Uh, I don't know why I always blank on this word for some reason, but uh, this climate here is 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 prime for hemp growth. Yeah. So it's just like. Man, it's crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. Now, in Missouri, um, I was reading that, uh, you know, they're going to issue, like, twice as many licenses um, as they need to. Is that right? Yeah, that know. Mizzou study that came out, um, you know, I think it was a little bit skewed. Uh, the, some of the states that I believe they referenced in there, um, they didn't pass, by, pass their legalization efforts by, you know, voter initiative. They were, like, legislative efforts. Uh, and typically those things are, you know, they only include provisions to become a patient, like the qualifying conditions are very, very strict. So it creates what essentially is a very small um, market in those states. And that's where they sampled their data from. They used Alaska, which I think cannabis has been, you know, legal for growth and consumption up there for personal use for like since the seventies. So really, yeah. Um, you know, so there's not like a huge market, I think in, in Alaska. So, you know, that's where they pulled a lot of their numbers from. Um, oh, okay. I, I, I didn't even read it. I just thought it was saying like, they're, they're going to have, we're basically going to have more growers than we are going to have yeah, people to buy it. Right. Cause they're issuing so many licenses. Right. And I think that they, you know, I believe that they took into consideration the fact that there would be, you know, a minimum of 60 licenses to, to cultivate cannabis here in Missouri that are going to be approved. Um, each one of those has a limit of up to 30,000 square foot of space. You know, I'm sure that they were uh, writing that study under the pretense that most of them, if not all, would be operating at maximum capacity. And that's just not going to be the case, especially starting out. You know, yeah. people are going to start out a little slower. It takes, you know, time, six to nine months. It's going to take these people to fully propagate their facilities and get you know operational at maximum capacity no matter how big that they start out so um there's a lot of things that they didn't take into consideration in that and mm. and, and i really think that you know we'll see a lot of patients i know i've spoken with a lot of them that are eager to go to the dispensary and get this medicine and i anticipate that we'll see you know uh 
a situation where there's not enough medicine on the shelves to start the program. Yeah, um, in the beginning days for sure. I'm sure. Yeah, just mm-hmm. they're gonna get a flood of people in there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, they can. I think by the middle of uh, the first week of May, patients they could actually start getting recommendations from their physicians that fall within that 30-day time window to be able to submit your patient uh, application to the state. Um, so, you know, they, they'll start getting cards early. And, you know, as soon as we have dispensaries open and product tested and on the shelves here, you know, we're going to have a pretty decent patient base, you know, already probably bigger than some of the states that uh, they took into consideration that the MU study had in the first year of their, uh, yeah. you know, their program. So, yeah. So, I mean, there could be so some patients that decide to grow. I mean, they could have their supply before the dispensaries for sure, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's the way that I'm taking it is that they'll be able to, you know, get their patient certification, uh, you know, from the state. They're going to be able to get their uh, patient cultivation card and, you know, be able to start cultivating their own medicine. And they're going to be some of the first, you know, patient caregivers are going to be some of the first people uh, growing cannabis in the state legally. And that's, for sure. that's pretty exciting too. Yeah, because if you're smaller, you can move faster. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, and six plants, I mean, it's it's a decent amount of medicine um, depending on how, how you grow them. Um, and we'll see what they do with the, you know, the non-flowering plant regulations. I made a suggestion that they uh, measure the plant from the top of the soil line to the top of the plant. Uh, and if it's 14 inches or bigger, it's considered a plant. Uh, and if it's smaller than that, then uh, it wouldn't be taken into consideration. So that actually allows patients to have, you know, some extra cuts because, you know, yeah. there's no consideration of crop failures, you know, in those yeah. numbers. So things don't, yeah, things don't work out. Yeah. What maybe, happens maybe, if a maybe the yield varies and then it's just like, well, you want things in the pipeline. Exactly. Yeah. If you're anything like my first few crops were like, you're, you're not getting what you need to last you the amount of time it takes you to oh, yeah. grow another six plants. Cause you know, you're always learning, uh, you're always reading and figuring out what's better, what works better. Uh, oh, yeah. did it get too hot in my room? Did the lights go out? Did it, you know, did it hermaphrodite? Is the water too cold? There's a million things that can go wrong doing this. So yeah, you know, especially is, inside. Yeah. Which could definitely deter some people from doing it i liked um there i can't remember the officer's name but um he was a part of a uh an organization i can't even think what they're called now anymore leap maybe yeah it was leap and uh-huh. he was just like you know tomatoes are legal but how many people are going like are growing tomatoes you exactly know? you know yeah. what I mean? it's like do you want to put in that work like yeah. you know what i mean so um yeah man well dude you're doing a lot of good stuff man and um we're right about an hour so i want to be respectful of your time i really appreciate you like sitting down with me dude like uh thanks t- for inviting me out brother that's it's uh awesome to play a small part in what you got going on and you know we're happy to to come out here for sure it's uh this is su- super humbling you know being back here doing this uh in missouri and you know i'm just a guy that likes plants and you know, going out and talking to all these people that are so excited about doing this and they want to be able to, to work in the space. Like I want to s- set those people up and, and, you know, do everything I can to, to make sure that this industry operates successfully and that people get relief here, brother. So yeah, dude, yeah, dude, the work you're doing is definitely important. I mean, you're out there and uh, you're educating people and you're showing them like, you know, you're helping people learn from your mistakes, right? So you can streamline the whole process. So, yes. it's, so it's all good, man. 
So mm-hmm. tell the like tell the listeners, you know, how they can get a hold of you. Um, you know, your your socials, and you know, if they want to ask questions, you know, anything you want to plug, it's you know, it's floor yours, dude. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Instagram, it's uh, Mo Greens Wellness. Um, we've got a Facebook page that you can look up. Also, uh, I sent my email out earlier. It's Mo Greens Wellness at iCloud.com. If you got, you know, you got questions, you got a resume that you want me to file away for you. If you're looking for work later, um, you know, anything that we can do, we like to to offer our services to. You know, if I don't know it, we don't know it, then we'll find somebody that does and put you guys in touch because building community and networking here is just it's the biggest piece of the puzzle man so oh yeah it's so important right on brother hey man thanks again dude thanks dude all right appreciate you all right everybody till next time all right guys thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed that episode if you are getting value out of the podcast do me a favor go leave a rating leave a review especially on apple Podcasts. that's how we you know get you know, higher in the ratings and that's how, you know, people find us. So also go tell a friend. And, uh, you know, as always, if you haven't go check out my buddy's podcast, the why not podcast with Justin Bricker. He's having a lot of good conversations with some pretty cool humans himself. And, uh, I think you'll get a lot of value out of that show as well. So until next time, everybody, bye.